Welcome to the Worship Leader Probs Podcast, where we aim to entertain, encourage, and equip worship and tech leaders all around the world. Look, we all know that serving in worship and production is great, but the problems, those are real. Thanks for joining us as we dive into today's episode with our host, Brian Tabor. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the bonus episodes of the Worship Leader Probs podcast. This is the second bonus episode of three. These are brought to you by our friends at Ross Worship, Ross Video. They are changing the game for those of us who serve the local church. And so, uh, of course, it's going to center around the three E's, entertain, encourage, and equip. And we've got some people here who are going to do all three of those. I'm going to be like, the rest of you. I'm just going to kind of get the conversation going and be a spectator for some of these technical heavy lifts. And we've got some guys who know how, know how to do it for sure. Um, man, if you've been around the Worship Leader Probs podcast since the beginning, you will know this voice. Uh, we have Jeremy Van Valkenberg, Big Genji. What's up? What is up? Uh, we have our second Jeremy, uh, from here on, known as Bags, Jeremy Bagwell from Ross Video. Jeremy, welcome. Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? And then we have the one and only Papa G. Daniel, I was I was going to tee you up to do some Broadway singing for us, man. Maybe <sighs> not, today. or maybe some Disney. Maybe maybe that. How far I'll go from Moana? You could probably really rip that, man. I don't know. Gingy's on, so maybe some Taylor Swift. Is that? I feel like that's kind of. <laughs> I'll oh never God. forget the time he sang Brandy. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sometimes you put the mic in front of my face and I just couldn't contain myself. It's fantastic. Uh, see, it's I fantastic. can sing, Gingy can sing, Brian, you can play keyboard, and Jeremy will just fade to black. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, I can play guitar. It hasn't been a while. It's been a while. Oh, while. Oh, right. Yes. That's amazing. <laughs> but fade to black, right. either one. That's fine, too. Yes. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Oh man. So, okay. These conversations, uh, are all about video. Video has, uh, always been important or been important for a really, really long time. And, uh, you know, as of the last couple of years has really come into the forefront as, uh, we've gone through a pandemic and all the things that we have faced as a church in the last couple of years. So this, the second bonus episode is kind of about the, the video as a ministry, like the video ministry in your church. So, um, for you guys, what skill sets do you look for, uh, when you're looking for somebody to lead a, a video ministry? Like if you're talking to, uh, the normal church out there, they're, they're starting a video ministry and they want to identify somebody to lead it. How would you counsel them to start? Uh, <laughs> yeah, go. That go. was totally go. in sync. So totally I, in sync. That was so awesome. When I came to TC, Transformation Church, we, there, was no, there was no production team at all. They were basically contracting everything out to a luxury, local production company named DC Pro and Daniel Cannell and his crew. They would come in. They were executing Sundays, the whole thing. I knew because I like when I was in the interview process, we knew this was two and a half years ago. We were start. They needed to build uh, out their entire broadcast video package. Um, and so I just I really knew and, and the mantle that God placed upon me was to make sure that we we went after heart first and then skill set second. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so calling around, asking friends like, hey, who, who do you know like this? 
I was immediately turned on to talking to Chad Vegas. Uh, at the time, Chad was the video director at Bethel. And I called Chad just because I was like, hey, man, like, who do you know? Who are you bringing up? Like, I- I'm willing to take somebody that's been a project for you because, you know, they have the Beth- Bethel Supernatural School of Ministry that so many people come through. And Chad was like, I got a couple people in mind. Let me pray about it. And they called me back. And we just had this long conversation and our hearts beat lined up because like, mm-hmm. and then, you know, God or- orchestrated it. And uh, Chad moved his family here about a little over two years ago and has it it become our video director. The reality is people are going to feel your worship on the other side of the camera. Like a, a camera op is just as important as a singer on stage. I, we've had people Absolutely. text us and say, it feels like even your gears worshiping right now. Wow. Um, wow. And so like, I think for me going after heart first and then making sure there's the technical, cause you can't just, Oh, well, they have the greatest heart in the world, but they can't tell the difference between like, you know, an SDI and an HDI, <laughs> you know, that yeah. you're probably not going to end up <laughs> who, in a good who place like that. And so for me, I mean, we even, we even still do that now for when we have volunteers come in. So uh, we do something called uh, revival groups on Sunday mornings. So after okay. our final dress rehearsal on Sundays, uh, the entire team gets together um, while Pastor Michael comes down or whoever's speaking and we're checking sermon illustration and graphics and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they just do a time of prayer, of praying for each other, sharing what's God speaking to you. We won't even put somebody on a camera until we see them engaging in our RG group time. Okay. Because it's, it is an uncanny thing, but your heart is felt on the other side of the, of the screen. And so like, we've kind of adopted this whole idea of like, it's worship first and capture second. Um, And so, yeah, that's, that's really the heartbeat of like what we do and what I do is like, you find somebody with the right heart who has some technical aptitude. um, And even if somebody there's some heart and they're hungry and willing to grow, like the only reason I sit in the chair I do right now is there were like massive mega churches that I just could cold call and be like, Hey, I'm at this small church in Vero beach, Florida. Can I come shadow you guys? Not one wow. time was I ever told no. Wow. Yeah. You know, like if, if you want to get, there's resources out there through MXU and whoever else, like you can get people trained up some more, but like, I just, that heart thing is just this like, uncanny thing that if you can get that right first, it just feels like everything else can flow from there. hundred percent. That's awesome. That's so good. So good. I would also say, um, Jeremy answers it from his point of view based on the culture that they are wanting to create. And I think at the end of the day, it's really, so like my church experience has been very different culture than what, uh, TC is currently. So I would say culture, means everything. And so you have to understand your culture before you can even start looking for a person uh, for a role. And so when you start looking like North Point is very OG broadcast, it's very like um, art. This is probably pretty controversial. So some of my previous coworkers may argue with me, but I would say art was not number one in our qualifications. Um, So um, even leadership may not be number one. It was like technical aptitude. And then we can coach train some of the other things. And so there's very different cultural um, things about each organization. Like every church is different. God, I think it's very biblical that every church is different because we are so different as people. And so understanding your cultural values as your church 
shapes how you start looking for um, a video staff person. Um, But Mm -hmm. the technical aptitude is very important. The heart is a given. We're going to be believers. We're going to have some sort of heart thing. Not Jeremy, I don't say that to like, I a hundred percent agree with what you're saying for his heart, mm-hmm. but like uh, what I have been frustrated with in the past is um, people who get hired that don't have the drive to learn technical aptitude. Right. So yeah. I think that's what I mean. Like mm-hmm. you have to have some wiring. There is some natural giftingness in this technical aptitude of like, so yeah. as you start looking and, and trying to look for the question was how to like, someone to lead your video ministry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. that um, I think, sorry, let me back up. The fallacy in my opinion is that technical people are only technical. And I believe mm-hmm. that's a fallacy in our world. I think there are great pastors who are technical. I don't know yeah. if you agree with me, Jeremy, but I feel like I grew up in an age the last 15 years where it was like, you're either technical or not technical. And if mm-hmm. you're not technical, you're pastoral. And if you're technical, you're not pastoral. Oh, and I mm-hmm. just want, I believe that doesn't, that's not true. Um, gotcha. but that makes sense. I mean, it's a good point. Good I'm point. actually, I'm an ordained pastor. Right. Right. Nice. You know what I wow. mean? Like I, yeah. I'm actually considered one of like my, my job titles production director. I am considered one of the pastors within right. the church. Even in, like there's me I go to where I'm, I'm pastor Jeremy. The, uh, Chad Vegas is is acts like a pastor. If right. you spend any time with our audio director, Paul Erickson, like mm. he's kind of pastor first and then killer broadcast guy after that. You know, mm. like mm. you right. can absolutely and that's that's my heart beating this. And that's why I said earlier, like if the heart is is important and then a hunger to grow and to yes. learn. Right. Yeah. right. If if yeah, you get yeah, somebody yeah. in that doesn't want to learn, it, it's not it's not gonna work out, you yeah. know, because you know, that's why I like audio better because you can usually turn the console on and everything works, you know, video. Well, and, and that's a good, that's a good point. And I think one of the questions I've got from you guys is like, you know, how important is team building? And you kind of mentioned that as a, a production team, Jeremy, but like as a video team, if I look at all the tech ministries, you know, you have audio, you have video, you have lighting and lighting, typically there's a programmer and there are some crew that maybe, you know, hang lights and rechange the plot and stuff. But for the most part, once that plot's established, it's one or two guys that are programming the rig. You the tell robots the, what to do. Yes. Yeah. The same <laughs> That's on what the lighting audio. is. Well, the same on the audio side. You've got a, a point person who's running front of the house. Maybe you have a monitor desk. Maybe you have a broadcast guy and they're rotating out. But, but video, if you're in a small church that is the first point where you could have 10 to 12 people on a video team, you know, between camera guys, Real switchers. Team it Real is. Team yeah. Yep. yeah. And, yep. and, and it is a different animal too. So like, I'll, I'll throw this to you, Jeremy bags. Like it is, it is probably the only left ministry that is a hundred percent on the fly live. You know, like there are some pre-programmed graphics. You can yeah. do some macros, things like that. But the dude sitting, who's usually like the team leader, is that that switcher guy, or maybe it's a producer if you're at a larger church calling shots. But you're constantly serving up fast food, short order, fry cook kind of commands to a team of people. So maybe talk yep. about that. Like, if that's your team leader, what? if I'm a worship pastor at a church and I'm building, my pastor comes to me and says, let's build a live stream team. And then you do some research, research and figure that out. 
who are you casting in that that switcher role? Yeah, you know that. So a thousand percent. The reason why I love live video directing is because of is it it is a team sport, and you are mm-hmm. um, you are as the video director, you are a hundred percent relying on those camera ops yeah. for what uh, is seen on the other side of that um, web stream or IMAX screens right. or whatever it may be. So the heart behind video directing matters so much because you have a fraction of a second to say so many things all at once. (laughs) Well, let's, let's practice real quick. So Brian, Brian is camera six and he's a floater. He's a one man camera on stage and he's got his black hat and he's got his WLP hoodie and he's choosing shots for, you know, Jeremy's drumming and Brian's up there and Brian decides that a great shot is to shoot the floor. What do you say to Brian in that moment? Yeah. So most of the time, my my uh, my previous self would have said, "Hey, camera six, that sucks." You know. <laughs> hey, camera six, uh, find something else. Oh, and I love that's it. not. It's it's. Hey, camera six, I need the snare. Or hey, right, camera six, I need the symbols. Because what I what I really want to convey is like, what are you doing? What that's dumb, but like you can't ministry says you can't mm. say that you have to say, right, right. and I had, you have to learn how to self edit and say, Hey, what yeah. I, I just need to tell them what I need right now. You know, right. it's nothing about you. It's actually mm. not about you. It's just about like, Hey, this is what we need to serve. Hey, I need a wide of the drums or Hey, I need you to have from the head to the sn- drummer's head to the snare, you know, right. like boom. Yeah. Um, rather than like, saying what I really feel. And then you can have a follow-up conversation later. But like, that's what I mean from a pastoral. Yeah. You'd be like, that's a great shot of the floor. Um, (laughs) Can you give me something else? (laughs) I wish we had that much time to say the fluff and the other stuff, but we don't. So you just have to go straight to it without being condescending. So yes. Anyway, we found, we have found that if you do a lot of positive reinforcement on others, like right. camera yes. six, that's yeah. great. I'm probably not going to take that right now. Go to cause seven right. and then, Oh, six, that's, that's great. It's great. It's great. And then, right. you know, like if you, if you love during the middle of it yeah. and yeah. like give that positive reinforcement, it helps when there are times where it's a quick, like, you know, upbeat part of the song and we're going to start switching on the downbeats, you know, like it, 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 it can help. Um, Cause you, they're vol- most of it's volunteers, yeah. you know, yeah. like mm-hmm. dude was out laying stucco and now he's got a, you know, a handheld camera trying right. to be uh, all you, creative up on stage, laugh, you know, man, but my, my best switcher was a plumber and he was awesome. Mm, yeah. He was yeah. so good and he had a crew and he loved his crew at work. And then he came to our crew and he loved our crew at church. He was amazing. So yeah, that well, was super I, cool. I tell this story all the time. Uh, I had a volunteer video director uh, at North point who was um, renovated houses and stuff. And he was a great personality. So we'll be sitting in the green room and camera ops loved him, but he was so sarcastic. And he said things through intercom that felt very condescending and very, and uh, we had to have some really strong conversations. I was like, Hey, it's okay if we're joking in the like green room, you're face to face. That's different than on intercom mm-hmm. in the heat of the moment. And he would say things that like caused problems um, and yeah. weren't helpful. And um, so I had to, had to teach him. And that's what's unique about video teams in that regard is when you're on calm, 
you're saying things really fast. Uh, sarcasm doesn't translate in many of those mm-hmm. moments, you know? So yeah. it's a wild experience. Very cool. So good. That's so good. So like we've all been in ministry for a while. Ministry is evolving and growing and uh, developing. Like what do you guys, what do you guys see as the next new like creative approach to video that's coming in the church? What's next? Ooh. Uh, what's next? Um, so is this, this, this is probably more a question of like style and stuff like that. I mean, I feel like we get questions a lot for, you know, cinema cameras and things like that. Um, and creative, you know, motion on stage and things like that. But do you guys see that? I mean, Jeremy, uh, Gingy, Jeremy Gingy, you're like the big experimenter. Like where, what, what are you guys doing? Like what's, what's something you're looking at? So we've been talking about this. So we've been pioneering slash, you know, uh, helping to continue the whole kind of uh, cinematic broadcast is kind of what we've been trying to do. Uh, we we're trying to shoot this um, in such a way that it feels like a Netflix documentary uh, is, is really the way that we're trying to do it. We're just trying to tell a story. Like uh, we, we want the people at home to feel like they're on stage and we want the people in the room to feel like they're also on stage with what's happening, you know? Um, and so we've been doing that for a while, but we're actually, um, we're really looking into getting more down this cinema line, um, with, with, cause pastor Mike, I love him. He's just willing to try anything. Like what happens if a big scrim comes down and we light your face cinematically and you stare into a camera and like, we're just, we're not afraid. Like, people are going to look at IMAG anyway. So it's not going to feel as weird in the room. You know, um, we've been experimenting a lot more with like PM being able to like go out and literally talk into the camp. Like actually, you know, a lot of times we don't want to break that fourth wall when, the, when they're out there preaching, but we've been trying to actually like get up and go, no, I'm talking to you TC nation, you know? Um, and then, so style wise, I think like continuing to go down this, like this kind of whole, like making it feel like a movie type thing. I think, from a technology standpoint, the thing that's probably got me personally the most is the whole HDR move. I think HDR is probably even more beneficial than 4k. Okay. Um, Amen. So, so that's just, just for those who don't know, HDR is high dynamic range, right? So we're talking about the brightness, the latitude in the image, not all the pixels we can cram into a TV screen. Right. Yeah. And uh, for our upcoming, we did a lot of looking and testing and researching and like my opinion and, and, and bags, I'd love to hear what you have that, but like 1080 HDR looks better than 4k SDR. Yeah. Okay. It will make more of an impact to your eyes and to your, like, it's just when you go from, what is it? A hundred thousand stops of color to over a million stop. Like it's, it's just, it's, it's a whole different thing. And it's, it's not unattainable to, to get into the HDR space. It's at least the way I'm understanding it. It's a lot cheaper to go to HDR than to 4k. Yeah. It's yeah. So, uh, what's awesome about HDR, it is a much, much better picture at the same data transmission rate. Mm -hmm. So 4k is four times the data, right? Of a 1080 signal. You can go 1080 signal with HDR and it's just a different color space. So you're, you're transmitting mm-hmm. the same amount of video over that pipe. You're just interpreting the color space differently. 
So yeah. I was going to ask about that. I was yeah. going to ask that. So question. that's why it's so cool <laughs> that and that question would have been gas when Brian. people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, straight, straight gas. That's straight HDR gas. is straight down the, gas. Down the pipe. Yeah. Oh, down HDR the pipe. is straight gas. It's it's smacking. It's, well, yeah, it's yeah, amazing. Let me let me just push this out because this is what I think is interesting. And let's see if you guys can follow me. So, Jeremy, you talked about like you know being at North Point back in the day and and hiring on technical prowess, right? So like aptitude, technical prowess, a very high level of production. Uh, you know. You, you only move on a camera shot if you intend to move on a camera shot. It, it You know, it's framed right. It follows all of the different, you know, framing conventions and all that kind of stuff of thirds and all that. So everything's like pristine, right? And then Jeremy Van Valkenburg, uh, Gingy, you talk about like documentary. When I think mm-hmm. of like a Netflix documentary, I feel like you see focus shifts and changes. You see mm-hmm. framing choices. You Maybe yep. the perspective is is different. It's not that eye level, straight on, produced, whatever. So we've kind of almost come full circle. You know what I mean? And 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 then if you add in the dynamic range piece of it, it looks more natural. Like that's yeah. the thing about HDR to me on a display and it's lit right and it looks good. It's like you literally can almost like, is that real? You know, it's that yeah. weird and transparent and pretty awesome. So. If you if you don't believe me, go go look up uh, Carrie Underwood at the Ryman. Yeah. I think it was shot on like Sony FX9s and it's 1080p HDR. Watch it on HDR screen. Yeah. And you're just like, wait, that's just that Sony FX9? Yeah. Like, yeah. And it, it's the best the Ryman's ever looked. It's just the yeah. depth and the blues and the colors. Like, it's just, it's in, mm-hmm. it, it's but this so much is bang what, for your buck. This is what's cool and I'm excited for like, again, bringing it back to the average, you know, worship pastor, mm-hmm. church, volunteer driven thing. Like you said, it's not that hard to get into this from a cost standpoint and HDR gives you so much more latitude to work with. Like Mm -hmm. it is an achievable thing and you guys are just being creative. It's not like, Oh, okay. We're doing this because we have the budget to do it. It's like, we're looking at creatively what the next step is because, you know, if this is our ministry video, how do we translate, you know, the message through the tools that we can readily get that are, are accessible. So yeah, I would cool. say, I would say the, the 4k versus HDR thing is, um, every pastor walks into Best Buy, every yeah. TV is in Best Buy is 4k. So mm-hmm. every pastor says, I want my video to look good equals what I see at Best Buy. Let's be right. honest. Right. So, and where every worship leader, whatever, whoever that decision maker is, to be honest, like what, and, um, at the end of the, 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 our main problem is that there's a lot of 4K HDR. There's not a lot of 1080 HDR displays. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a double-edged sword because there is some expense involved in displays, purchasing, and all that kind of stuff. And you do have to have... But at the end of the day, more pixels doesn't equal a better picture. It's the color space yes. that equals better yes. picture. Yeah, you know? And I don't there's know, Jeremy, uh, Big Gingy, if you're like mm-hmm. seeing this, but most people I'm assuming are still watching on phones and, and watching on devices. Mm-hmm. Like the, the iPhones have a, an HDR camera for a couple gens right now. Yeah. You know, so that is going to be realized from most mobile users and YouTube's, you know, played HDR content for years now. Like that is accessible. Yeah. Yeah. Like in our context, you know, I think we're getting somewhere along the lines of like 2 million views a month to our YouTube page. Wow. It's something like 77% are watching on mobile devices. Wow. 
Wow. Yeah. I, it, it's, yeah. it's insanity. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So it's like doing this HDR thing, like it's going to make sense. And you can get an HDR TV at Walmart or a TCL right. for like, you know, 65 inches for like 400 bucks. You know what I mean? Right. Like, Right. As long as uh, yeah. it has the right HDR protocol. So that's the other problem <laughs> too. There's like three, there's no standard yet either. Yeah. So there's well, three that's, anyway. That's why Ross comes into play. You guys just support them all. <laughs> yeah. We just, yeah. <laughs> to me, yeah. It does bring in interesting, all the start, when you got to start converting to certain things and wait, is the iMac going to be HDR? What about right. the LED? Like, <laughs> yeah. you got to kind of, I mean, you got to yeah. think through it all, like, yeah. you know, and all that kind of stuff. But I, I think as the technology grows with it, yeah. I think it's going to be one of the biggest bangs for your buck to, because right. like man, the internet is, a, it's a softball pitch for, for churches in, in my opinion, right. like get your content out there. It can live out there and it's going to live for years, you know, yeah. like, so I know but it's part of, for our philosophically is like, we're, we know pastor Mike's messages are going to live for the next 20 years on the internet. So we want to right. make sure what we're putting out now, it's still, lives up and looks good, you know, later on. And so, uh, well, you know, one of the last questions I had on here was just about like, you know, worship pastors. So you guys obviously just named a super hyper creative thing, Jeremy, you're like knee deep in it. You guys are working on it. And then my question was going to be like, well, how can the average church worship guy, you know, uh, and I didn't know where you're going with it, but so you mentioned like the FX nine, which is a really good camera from Sony. It's, it's a full frame cinema camera there's like three different cameras in that line. Right. And, and the FX six and the FX three all have that uh, HDR ability. So it's, and, and the price points are like super low as you get into it. So it's like, that's even, you know, if you're a pastor and you're seeing this as, you know, cause you guys are, you're doing, I, I remember, was it two years ago when you made the whole stage rain? I mean, that yeah. thing blew up on Facebook and YouTube and everybody was losing their mind. You remember that, Brian? When it was like, oh, cool. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's, there's Jeremy with a, a dinghy out there in the water and <laughs> causing it to rain on a stage around LED walls. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> what could go wrong? Uh, no, but I mean, that that's amazing. And I think you guys are right there on the forefront that if I'm an average worship pastor, I'm going, I'm going to like look into picking up or looking at cameras like that that have that functionality instead of doing 4K. Because like, oh, bags, absolutely. Yeah. Bags, you said it is. It's like twice the yep. price or three times the price to do a 4K yep. front to back infrastructure. Yep. It's insane. And then you're going to get compressed on the web anyway. So right. the, it's like now you're compressing all those pixels that you spent a lot of money on. So yep. mm-hmm. now there's some real purists out there that would argue that point. But it's again, it's the the users that we're broadcasting to and the money that yeah. is being spent from people who give their money. It's yeah, like yeah. our we make decisions based on a different ROI than a purist in a broadcast sense makes yeah. their decision. So yeah, absolutely. You know, that's the context in my opinion. It's the ROI of like people's money that we're using to buy things. Right. More pixels right. for four K. I I don't know. I yeah. yeah. Well, and yeah. I always say to people too, I'm like because we have a lot of conversations with churches about LED video displays and things like that. And, and the best part is they talk about how bright it is and, and, and the quality and the picture quality and all that. And 
half the time, those aren't even high definition, depending on the room. (laughs) And and in reality, the blacks are much better, which make that image look better. So we have a lot of contrast built in. And and then, you know, you'll flip over to a camera and somebody will say, I need a 4K camera. And and it baffles the mind sometimes. So Mm -hmm. um, they'll They'll want it until they got to figure out how to store all their content. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. exactly. I mean, we're, we're still trying to figure out uh, 13 cameras, dirty feed, clean feed, all in 4K HDR. Yeah. <laughs> it's hundreds of terabytes a weekend. Wow. Wow. Mercy. 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 That's, well, a, that's a different conversation for a different that, day. That's right. why you have a very effective <laughs> <I> mean, team. <laughs> that's, with, yeah. Oh, yeah. guys, what a great conversation. Yeah. Video is a ministry. Hey, we're going to be uh, right back uh, with a big room question, but let me tell you a little bit about Ross. As you can see from our conversation with Jeremy, Ross Video really cares about the church community and how they partner with us to help you have a better Sunday. Who is Ross Video? Great question. Ross Video is an industry leader in production technology, and they make things like routing systems, production switchers, video servers for recording and playback, beautiful robotic camera systems, and the industry-leading live graphics platform called Expression. We all know that our church services happen because of our amazing volunteers and the help that they provide. Ross Video knows this as well, which is why they care not only about creating robust hardware, but also incredible user experiences that lower the learning curve for your volunteers and help them operate the equipment with confidence. We encourage you to go check out the link in our bio to learn more about Ross. You can also visit rossvideo.com WLP. While you're there, Click play on the amazing story of how Ross Video partnered with Times Square Church to help them take their production to the next level. So you guys know we end every uh, conversation that we have, we end it with the big room question. So Papa G, you're up, my dude. And if we could gather every worship leader and all their volunteers, every production leader and all their volunteers, we got them all together in one big room and we gave you a microphone. What would you want to say to them? Oh my goodness. This, I always get afraid of this question, gentlemen. <laughs> um, it's tough. It's tough. Uh, all it's right. easier to ask than it is to answer. <laughs> it I is easier to ask. I'm looking well. forward to the next episode <laughs> when we get to ask somebody else. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, here are my thoughts as I was going into 2023. And you guys can all relate. I think all four of us are pretty successful or are feeling some sort of success. You know, we're all being challenged on larger stages than we've ever been before, you know, as careers, as you know, fathers, as husbands, all the different things. Um, and so I was thinking about success and then Obviously, if, if I'm talking to the big room of, of people out there and, and maybe there's a younger version of myself or whatnot, here's what I've learned. I, I don't think I've arrived. I don't think I'm where I'm going to end up. But what's gotten me here is that integrity breeds discipline and discipline grants you success, if that makes sense. Like if I just chase after success, 
but I don't have the integrity that like my yes is a yes, my no is a no. I will not have a name that goes out like a sweet perfume to everybody I encounter. Like, and if I don't have enough integrity to be honest with myself, how can I be disciplined and how can I develop those habits that daily work over time to make me into a better human, right? It's not like we all just go, I'm going to be better today. And then like we insta become that it's like daily making decisions little by little and God kind of, you know, almost like sandpapering off those rough edges to get me to be a disciplined individual. And then I don't know about you guys, but like there's some days I wake up and I'm like, like you said earlier, last episode, Jeremy, like I'm in company that I didn't even, you know, some of my heroes. Right. And you have to almost like pinch yourself because like, you're like, how did I get here? And that, that is where I'm at. You know, I'm, I'm at this point where I'm like looking back and I have an equal foot there. And then I'm in the present trying to stay in the moment, which is really, really hard sometimes. Mm -hmm. And then I'm looking at the success and then that starts questions where I'm like, okay, what piece of integrity that I need to rework because I'm lacking in so that I can even become more disciplined so I can continue to have more success so I can point that back to God. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of my journey right now where I'm sitting. It's, it's overwhelming. It's awesome. It's achievable. And it's something that God's brought us, brought me through in the last probably 10 years. And I'm excited to see what the next 10 years looks like. You know, like, am I going to have this platform to, to continue to encourage people to build churches, to build people, to build ministries and and what's God going to do with it? And if I know this step and this formula of how to make it work, the next 10 years is going to be easier because I have a path to follow. So that's my answer on the big room question. There you go. There you go. Well said, my brother. Well said. Um, Guys, make sure you go follow Ross Worship on the socials. Um, We got another episode coming in hot next week, the third of the bonus episodes. Uh, Before we sign off, let me just give a huge thanks to our friends at Maven Media Productions. They're making magic happen with our podcast and all the things that they do. Um, We love those guys. If you need help with websites, social media plans, whatever it is, hit them up at mavenmediaproductions.com. Uh, Thanks for listening. We got regular episodes coming in every Tuesday. Make sure you follow and subscribe. And uh, next week, next Thursday, we'll have the third and final bonus episode. Thanks so much for listening, fam. We'll see you next time. Deuces. See ya. Later. Papa G.